Hey guys, welcome back to another episode with Allison Fuller, who is really a sister of another mother. When you hear her story and how she used to work for Big Pharma, just like me, and how she was able to step into the online entrepreneurial space back when she was working full-time and building that business to a place where she could break free and ultimately start an online coaching business outside of the first business in e-commerce that set her free. If her story of serial entrepreneurship and her tips and tricks for living a fuller, healthier lifestyle does not get you motivated to take action, I don't know what will. I hope you guys enjoy this. Hey gang, Melissa Hanalt here with the Burnout to All Out podcast. I'm a mom of three corporate burnout that built a secondary six-figure income around my nine-to-five with little kids. This set me free and allowed me to fire my boss and pursue my wildest dreams. It took grit, persistence, and belief, but now operating multiple six-figure businesses as an online entrepreneur and business coach, I have become a serial entrepreneur with a passion to inspire more burnouts to take the leap and go all out and live out their dreams. Each week, I'll bring you inspiring all-out guests, lifestyle business tips and tools to empower you to take the leap from burnout employee to all-out entrepreneur, making your passion your paycheck. If this mom of three corporate burnout can go all out, so can you. We're here. We have Allison Fuller here. Welcome to the Burnout to All Out show. Well, thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. Yes. Oh, my goodness. I checked out your profile on LinkedIn this morning because that's what I do. <laughs> and I see that you're a fellow corporate dropout. So this is going to be a really fun interview. <laughs> yes, man. Allison Fuller is the founder and CEO of the Fuller Lifestyle Health Coaching. She helps busy women intentionally design the life they want through developing the habits they need in order to create the healthy lifestyle they desire. So I'm excited to kind of unpack some of that towards the end of the interview. But first, I want to go all the way back to your pharma days because you and I are like sisters from another mother. You work for a big fortune 500 or big pharma company, so me and I. Yeah. Um, and you've made this transition over a series of kind of leaps of faith. And now you are like, crushing it as an online entrepreneur and coach, I want to go all the way back to the days of carrying the bag, selling the drugs, hanging out in, in the drug room, right? At what point in your nine to five career did you, where in that transition, like where did you decide there has to be more or I'm open to doing something different? Can you tell us a little bit about that story? Yeah, Absolutely. In college, I thought I was going to go be a physician. I really was, I was an athlete in high school. I was super interested in sports medicine. I liked helping people. I like helping people. And I fell into sports medicine, athletic training at Loyola Marymount University. And I worked all four years as an athletic trainer and was able to travel with all the sports teams. Like I was the person that would run out on the field and someone would get injured. That's an athletic trainer. And when I graduated, it was like thinking about you know, career outside of college. 
Uh, and I learned that the head athletic trainer at Notre Dame University had been, this was like 1996, was making like 25 grand a year. And I was like, that's very strange. So I ultimately got into sales and started in technology sales and sold like cell phones when they were this big. And I loved the flexibility that, that a sales career gave me and, you know, it's good at it. And then when I had my first daughter, who's now 19, I was still very interested in the medical field. And at that time, the pharma industry was booming. And it was like the best job you could have in that time period. And I landed a job with a big pharma company here in Orange County. I had a great territory. I had great partners. I had great products. And after, you know, eight years, I was pregnant with my third. And it was like, you know, the industry had changed so much over that time period to where I really just like felt like it was a glorified UPS delivery person. Yeah, I had those really parts. And if I didn't have coffee in the end, I got the I'm rolled. And I really felt like all I did was like take orders for staff lunches. <laughs> that's all. That's what I was doing. Right. And like, maybe I would get it with the position for like two. My first couple of years were very entrepreneurial. There was access to physicians and I had great relationships, but it just kind of declined. And I looked at like people that I worked with that were fine with that. They were like, it's still a great job. We just go out and deliver coffee. And then I was like, I don't want to deliver coffee. <laughs> and that's really pregnant with my third really got me thinking like, like, yeah, I'm still young, still in my mid-30s. Like, what, what is it that I want to be doing you know, for that next stage of my life where I could feel purposeful and feel like I had made an impact in the day versus just collect the great paycheck and the 401k of the company part? And that's what you know, led me into direct sales. And I vividly just remember, like, the first couple of events that I did and I walked in and people were like, yay, you're here. And I had spent, like, Eight years being like, oh God, it's you again. Being able to have people excited to be around me. And and then just the the element of growing a business and being able to interact with women and help them set goals, achieve new things, stretch themselves out of the comfort zone. It was exactly what I was looking for. Oh, so awesome. Okay. So question here, because I know some people in my community are wondering, because we're streaming live into the LinkedIn Method Academy. Who are all online entrepreneurs, a number of them in network marketing. Did you just gamble in and leave your job? Or did you build a business of critical mass and make a decision to quit? What did that look like? So I started when I was like six months pregnant. I started in April of 2009. And then I went on maternity leave and Charlie was in the baby Dior. At like three weeks after he was born <laughs> and I was out working maintenance and I was in the hospital on my laptop at the C-section. You get four days in the hospital. <laughs> so I was, you know, I was definitely driven and focused on using that maternity time to, you know, possibly let me not have to go back after my maternity leave was over. And I was very pregnant <laughs> for the first few months of business and working long hours. There were lots of people that were like, you are crazy. I'm like, well, you know, yeah, but 
we were in a ton of debt. I had a very big Y. And so then I ended up quitting my job in January 20. I had a replacement income at the time, but it was definitely that like leap of faith of saying, like, I know I can do this. I believe in myself. I've had the company that I enjoy working with and the passion and the drive to do it. And then I said goodbye to the nine to five. Right. Oh my gosh. I love it. So do you know that I was pregnant with my third when I made the decision that I was going to leave? And I told my boss when the baby was born, I was on maternity leave, that I wasn't coming back. And he actually begged me to stay through the end of this year, which would have made me come back and work for like two or three months just to hire another team for them before I left. I didn't have to leave the house. The baby was there, all the things, right? But it's so crazy. We have very similar stuff, right? And the baby, he turns 12 tomorrow. Like it's, and it feels like it was yesterday. Yeah. And how do you feel about the life you've been able to create with those children over the last 12 years and that leave of age? I mean, I, I, I get the chills just thinking about it. And I've been lucky to be able to have a career where we have designed our lives around our kids and their schedule. Has it been easy? No. But has it been worth it? Yes. And they know. A friend of mine once said, you know, being a stay-at-home mom, like you teach your kids a lot of things. And being a working mom, you teach your children a lot of things. And there's not one that's right or the other. But when you're a working mom from home, like your kids are able to learn entrepreneurism and, you know, setting goals and achieving goals and not achieving goals. And, you know, they get to witness it all, all of the messy. And that definitely shapes them. And it's a conversation in our family. And it is you know, part of the foundation of the infrastructure of our family is that, you know, attitude and effort, effort are everything. Results can't control what you can't control. So, but you can't control your attitude and your effort. And I'm so confident that that has you know, shaped who they are as humans they are today. Hey there, we're going to take a brief little interruption. I think you guys will love why I'm doing this little interruption. And that is because we hear from you all the time over in the Burnout to All Out community on our Facebook page. You've got questions. You want coaching. And so one of the things we are opening up to our Burnout to All Out community that are listening in right now to this podcast is a chance to get your questions answered in a live hot seat coaching session with me, yours truly, Melissa Hinault, in our Burnout to All Out community. And the audio will be recorded and you will be debuted in our podcast with your questions. So if that piques your curiosity and you're intrigued, here's the deal. All you have to do is text the word question. Again, text the word question to the number 1-833-310-7171. Again, text the word question to 1-833-310-7171. And when you do that, we will come back to you with another message asking you to submit your question. Two to three lucky people will be selected every single week to be featured in my Facebook community and on my podcast. Looking forward to hearing from you guys. Oh, I love that. I love that. So, so as we continue the journey, so you took a leap of faith, left your corporate job, but as I understand it, I mean, you climbed fast and furious to the top of the company that you represent, right? Yeah. 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 You've been wildly successful. 
we never look back. It's funny. I had the same conversation with my kids of like, you have no idea what it's like. Like most kids, moms just don't get to like bebop around their, their business around their life. It's crazy. But you didn't stop there. Right. <laughs> of course not. I'm going to do that. Right. Well, and I love it because one of the things I tell all the time is build your network marketing business to a place that it becomes this residual passive income. And then you can go do other things. Right. And like, clearly you're like an example of that. So tell us what made you take another leap of faith and start a whole nother business when you've got this one rocking and rolling so well? Well, it didn't my floor like to you know, put my head on the pillow at night and know I'm done good work. And like that is super important to me. And as you know, technology and social media and all the things had really shaped and reframed the role that I that I once played as a coach and mentor to my team. It is now like text messaging and email messaging and DMing and you know, that part, I, I like people. You know, when I started my network marketing business, there was no Instagram. And there was no get us on time. There were no you know, social media influencers. You know, we were posting on Facebook with just text. Like, there was, you know, so my kids always joke. Like, Charlie, who's now 12. Like, I got my first iPhone, like, a week before I went into the hospital. So, like, having a camera on your phone changes things. My aunt and she get to like, there's never that many pictures of me. Like, I've not on Facebook. I'm like, a lot changed. So I really start, and especially in the pandemic, and we were able to like take that pause and, you know, really reflect on what, what do I want to be when I grow up? Like, what does this next chapter look like? And I knew it had to have a component of being able to have that feeling of helping other people achieve what it is they want. And when I reflect back on uh, how I, you know, I've always been an athlete. I, you know, we live a healthy lifestyle. Like my husband is like certified in everything, like CrossFit, yoga, Polonic, all the things. Uh, our kids are athletes. So we're a very healthy family, but I really like saw a need for women to be guided in like earlier on, you know, not to make mistakes that I made, like as I was, climbing the corporate ladder. And then even as I was you know, building my network business from home, never worked my business from home, you know, the habits were not so good. <laughs> like being able to share that with other women sooner than later, I really felt the calling for that. And, and it's something that I'm passionate about and something that I enjoy doing. So that kind of winning combination of really tuning into what is it that I enjoy doing and where do I feel most fulfilled? Because knowing me, I feel best when I feel fulfilled. Oh my gosh. So I love this. So you felt this calling when things got quiet, it sounds like over COVID. What made you or gave you the, the final leap of faith that like, because I, I talk about this a lot. It's like, I, I feel like network marketing is like the stepping stone into entrepreneurship. But with network marketing, it's great. It's low risk, right? And you can create a great income. But at the end of the day, you're still attached to a corporation who has policies, who can tell you what you can and can't say. So I find that it's a great stepping stone of like, if you've been successful in this, like how can you leverage your success in leading people there to create your own damn brand? Like why do people have to be financially tied to you for you to coach them so that they can be successful, right? 
So what, and maybe that's just me, but what made you decide, like, what gave you that leap of faith of like, I, I can do this. This is like, like, I'm just going to go out and I'm going to start the schooler brand and I'm going to be this fledgling out of the nest beyond my kind of mothership that raised me as a, you know, budding entrepreneur. Three things. Number one is I really feel passionately that women, I'm 47, um, not getting any younger, but I grew up in a generation in a time where the diet culture was extreme. Like if you ever were on the cabbage soup diet or the, like all these crazy ass things we did that really wrecked havoc on your metabolism. Like the crazy diet culture is just no one wins except people selling diets. And in COVID, where we were spending more time on social media and on our phones, and being like, how does anyone know what is healthy for them when there's 17 bajillion things coming at them all the time telling them, this is healthy, that is healthy. And what I have learned with my health is that what works for someone else may not really work for me. And my example was I was crossfitted for many years. And in the CrossFit culture, you know, paleo is a big way to be. And so like, of course, I'll just be paleo. And so I was eating a lot of like butter and bacon and high fat foods. And I ended up like with like a third boo. Like I had this like big mass kind of poked out of my ribs. So and I spent a year trying to figure out like why I felt like crap all the time. And it changed when I was eating, but it turned out like I had a completely dysfunctional gallbladder. Like I, my gallbladder did not work. And so why I was eating all these high fat foods was actually making me sick. Like it just, and if I had just like tuned in, like when I was eating stuff, oh, that doesn't feel good. But things would have been different. But you know, the, the things like that along my journey, just really learning, we've got to make a shift in this. And then I, you know, again, with the slowdown of COVID, like the, like going to sleep at a regular time, like, wow, I feel good when I sleep. And I look around and like, you know, you know, the, the culture of hustle and work hard and hustle on and all of that, like programming just doesn't fit anymore. Why do we think as women, we have to put on the hustle? It's like, it's not long-term and sustainable, right? Yes. Yeah. You get burnt out. You get ill. Your relationships suffer, you know, you know, all of it. And and then the third one was, what's the worst that could happen? Like, it's huge because so many people were on weight, like 15, 20 pounds, right? Oh, people went one way or the other, right? They either put on a ton of weight or got really healthy because they, like, had nothing else to do, right? If you just walk while you talk, you know, it's like, our bodies are made to move. So you put us in a house where you're not moving anywhere. And, you know, it, it, it did, it wrecked havoc on a lot of people. And then, you know, that cycle of shame and guilt and beating yourself up doesn't serve anybody. So, oh my gosh, so good. Okay. So knowing your space and really habits for a healthy lifestyle. With our listeners, can you give them three tips to a healthier lifestyle? Yeah, for sure. Number one, first and foremost, is sleep. Like, 
it is the days of operating on three to five hours and being glorified for it are long gone. Like the long, all the data points to long-term health risk if you do not sleep. Like rest is important. So it's a joke in our family. I go to bed when my oldest comes to bed, who's nine, because I like to wake up naturally and I like to wake up at like 5 a.m. So like I literally, I go to bed at nine because I don't like waking up to like a jarring alarm. But I agree with you, like I've never been healthier getting my eight hours sleep. But it's a lifestyle shift. And for some people, it, it takes months. Some people, it takes weeks. But I think just giving yourself permission of like, it's important. It's a priority and it's kind of be at the top of the priority sheet than where I think we've all learned. Like we've like grown up with this idea and like I sleep less, I'm better, you know, in the eyes of the world. Number two, I would say just movement. I stuck in that you know, cycle of like, if I don't go to the gym, like lift all the heavy things, like I'm not working out. That's just silly. So I call it, you just, it's the must of movement. And I wear an aura ring that, you know, tracks my sleep and my steps. The Apple Watch can do your activity, your steps. If it's, if it's a habit you want to change, like having that feedback where you're tracking that really does help. Because if you do sit at a desk and, you know, like if you, you have to sit for work, you got to find ways to move. And, you know, walking up and down your stairs, cats, like walking around your house, cat Sunday, which had big enough. So I, you know, I had gone grocery shopping and I had done laundry. I had done cleaning. I had done organized the pantry. I had done all this activities of daily living and got 13,000 steps. Like, and having that, like, awareness of just moving your body in ways that feel good is the place to start. Now, if you can get a workout in to raise your heart rate, put some, you know, lift some weights because as women, it's important for osteoporosis that we put some weight on our bodies. It doesn't have to be big, heavy weights, but you know, that's important too. But movement is a must. And so with my clients, I do the same. Like I have standing meetings on my calendar and there are certain standing meetings that I know I don't need to be sitting in front of my computer. And those are walking meetings. Like it's on my calendar. Like these calls, I'm always out walking. And the women that I've helped and have them calendar that in. It's fascinating. They really are like, oh, it works. Just looking and talking. And I mean, I think the, the, the corporate culture is getting more in tune to that. And, you, know, you don't have to be sitting at your desk. And then number three, I would just say, find a way of eating that you honor yourself and your food being fuel. I call it honoring your hunger and fullness. But if you know, slow down enough to recognize like, Ooh, my stomach is gurgling. I should probably eat versus not eating all day. And then you're like hangry, you're stuffing food in your face. Like, and you don't even know what you eat. And then you're like, oh, I'm going to eat this meal now. That's the worst thing you can do for your metabolism and just general health. So, really, yeah, understanding that food is fuel and finding foods that you enjoy eating, that feel good, that make you feel good. And giving yourself permission to prioritize that. Like you need to have good food available for you throughout the week. And so that you can fuel all the other things that you want to be able to do. Yeah. Awesome. Such good tips. Yeah. And I know, I don't know if you've heard of Daily Harvest. I am 
got to create a daily harvest because my my husband travels a good bit. And there's days where I've got calls back to back. And I am huge on straight up fresh vegetables and fruits, but I don't necessarily have the time to shot chop between calls, right? So like, do you have any hacks to that or or products or programs that you recommend for people who want to eat clean and healthy, but don't have the time? Like I'm, I'm a huge advocate of daily harvest. I'm sure there's other stuff out there. Yeah. Daily harvest is awesome. And on my website, I also have wild Alaskan salmon. If you like fish, like having, you know, our grocery stores are just hit or miss to get fresh fish. And so the omegas that are in fresh fish as women, they all need to be eating it. So I do get my fish shipped to me as well. And different areas now have these booming entrepreneurs that are doing food delivery. I have a woman here in my neighborhood that does salads every week and I'll order the salads from her. So check the Facebook pages. Freshly is a food service that I've got on and off for lunches, depending on like what my wheat looks like. And they're prepackaged meals and they're fully cooked. You just have to heat them up. They're all organic naturally, but you can choose vegan, paleo, keto, Mediterranean, you know, choose the type of eating plan that you want. Uh, And having those just on hand for those weeks where you just make it easy on yourself. Yes. But I think that the key is having a plan each week. And I, like, I'm a paper calendar. Like, this is our family calendar for the week. And one of these goes, uh, I'm on our refrigerator each week. So Sundays, I take an hour and it's like the most glorious time where I put everything on the paper calendar for the week, all the activities, and then meal plan for the week so that we, I know what at least dinners are. And if we're going to be out, like it's good, that's going to be an eating out night. But these nights we can eat at home and having that food prepared. And then looking at my own business calendar and then consciously thinking of, of lunches, like of what, I'm, what I'm going to be for myself. Yep. Keeping yourself on the low end of the priority scale. It just doesn't service your family. Like no one. Oh, not at all. I, so good. So many good nuggets. Oh my gosh. Okay. So in a minute, we'll get all your info on where people can find you. So many entrepreneurs need more guidance on this. We just talked about this in my launch. It's something I'm passionate about is just how you feel yourself to perform. Are you a social seller out there looking to beat the summer slump, looking for some accountability to grow your business and find the business builders of your dreams that want to run with you? Guys, take a listen to some of my former students and how they're doing and their experience inside the LinkedIn training. I was in corporate America and uh, was looking for something to do on the side that I could tie into my my health and wellness routine. And that's where Melissa and I met. And I went through what a lot of people do when they're getting started with network marketing and it's spinning your wheels and going in the wrong places to find people that can help you grow your business. So Melissa and I connected on LinkedIn, her academy and, and her vision for, for how this could help us connect with people that were looking for the same things as us. So I know I'm successful in doing that, but recruiting, that's what network marketing is all about. And it turns out I was pretty good at it. So I decided to start recruiting business that tied back into my old world of corporate, which was direct to consumer, e-commerce, wholesaling goods, that type of thing. And I've used all the techniques that you taught me for creating a, a side hustle, a side income business with, with my health and wellness company. 
I've used those same techniques with my recruiting agency, which is now about six months old. I've been told from people in the industry, I'm part of a much larger group, that I'm way ahead of the curve on, on where most people are that are coming into this. And, and a lot of it is, you know, recruiting, but it's a lot different when you're, when you're attracted to those people as opposed to reaching out to those people. Now, I do both, but the more I post about jobs, the more I post about what's going on in the industry, the more I post about articles that can, can be directed towards not only the, the clients that I'm trying to get, but the people I'm trying to recruit, the bigger my network has grown. And, and it's amazing now when I, and only six months into it, as I'm posting a job, people are reaching out to me and booking a time on my calendar that you taught me. Okay. So this has been so good. I want to ask you a couple of things about reading though, because I'm like a bookworm and I love hearing what other movers and shakers are doing. So what are you reading right now? So I, I do really good on Audible and podcasts. I am obsessed Blinkist because it's 15 minute snippet summaries of all the things that I really want to read. And subscription, if you haven't, you haven't heard of Blinkist, like, it's amazing. Tell us about it. So there are 15 minute summaries of hundreds of thousands of books. Huh. You can get the content in a yeah, 20 minute power walk of Everybody can imagine Blinkist has uh, re-recorded and they break down by chapters and just key topics. Uh, I just want to go back and listen to the, or, or listen or read the whole book. You can do that too. I think Habits is my Bible. I think for every entrepreneur, we are, we are creatures of habit, good and bad. And when you could really master your habits of the things that you do every day, day in and day out, you start small and uh, that really does, it, it can change your life. That's so true. So true. Well, speaking of that, is there any particular book, and maybe it's Atomic Habits, but any particular book over your years of entrepreneurship that really stuck out with being the most profound? There's so many. But I'm going to look. Sean Aker, he has studied happiness. He has three books. I think this is the second one. And he's on Blinkist as well, but he's stuck science of happiness and it is the science. And he's stuck like Herbert Brands and why they're so depressed and unhappy. But then he also you know, takes the, the science and makes it about how you cultivate happiness in your own life, in your teens, families, and that combination of science and practicality. He blows my mind. Blows my mind. And that's so good. We'll have to have Jackie put that in the show notes for us. So people will have the podcast. Sean Aker. Well, I will say this has been so informational. It's been so good just to get to know you. So where can people find you and what kind of offerings do you have going on right now? Yeah. So a fullerlifestyle.com is my website. And I'm on social media, Allison Fuller, Allison J. Fuller, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn. You can find me at all the places that I would love to connect with you. And if you do, like... Shoot me a DM. I'd love to follow you back and hear what, what it is that you are doing. And I have a couple of offerings. I offer a app-based, you know, nutrition and exercise coaching. And then I also offer, which is like my favorite program, which is a 90-day really tuning into 
12 different components of health. And we work together, we set goals every week and we talk. And then talking about this stuff and unpacking and kind of rewiring your habits around. I, I find that some people start with the at base and you just need someone for accountability. And but once we can really start unpacking, I guess we're all wired and programmed different ways and there's no judgment on it. Awesome. Yeah. So where can people find you? A fullerlifestyle.com. There you go. And that'll be in the show notes for the, those that catch the recording later. So Allison, as we're wrapping up, I'd love to always ask my guests, you know, thinking about our audience listening who are maybe they've got one foot in and one foot out, like with their business, if you had like one piece of advice to take that leap of faith into entrepreneurship and cannibal in, what would be your piece of advice? See, just bet on yourself. And that goes, like, no one is going to believe in, in you until you believe in yourself. Bottom line. And so it, it does start with you. And if you do the inner work to cultivate that every day and have, like, affirmations that come up on my phone all the time, I'm subscribed to positivity podcasts and uh, I fill my brain with messaging because we can all be self-doubters and it's really easy to pick ourselves apart. But I think that mental game is the biggest because you're going to have, you know, people look at you like you're crazy. You know, my dad looked at me like I was crazy for many years. And all I said, it was like, well, this is going to take care of you when you're old. So you can knock it or you can like just get on the bandwagon. And you know, so you're going to have people that are you know, feeding you that energy and you've got to be able to deflect, give them some love and you stay focused on what it is that you're wanting to achieve. Yes. Oh my gosh. Such good advice. Well, thank you so much for jumping on here today. Thank you guys can go find Allison on all the platforms. You can go check her out on her website. Um, just so inspirational. I'm so glad that you were able to make it today. And I'm sure I'll be following you on social after this. Right back at you. Thanks, Melissa. Thanks for listening to the Burnout to All Out podcast. For free resources, materials, or information on my coaching services, go ahead over to livethefreelife.co. That's livethefreelife.co. Or check out our Facebook community at Burnout to All Out. And make sure you follow Burnout to All Out on Spotify and subscribe to iTunes. And it would truly mean the world to me if you paused for just a second gave me that five-star review of the show and be sure to share this episode with any burnouts you think would be inspired to go all out after hearing this episode. <music>